Welcome to the Wofoyo Podcast with C-Dub and Bones. This is part two of our relationship series, Growing the Relationship. But first, a word from our sponsors. Friend, could we talk for a moment? Have you ever been in a point in life where you felt all alone? Isolated? Did it seem like there's no one who cared? Well, I'm here to testify When I was at my lowest, I found that there's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. When I felt like I couldn't handle life's tribulations any longer, I found comfort, brothers and sisters. I had to take inventory of everything I had, reach deep, and that's when I found my whoopee. My whoopee gave me what I needed to make it through the night, and it's never let me down. Let me tell you, I've walked through the wilderness, and there were times I thought I wasn't going to make it. But I'm here to testify that whenever my heart ran cold, my whoopee warmed me to my soul, and it can do the same for you. Remember, brothers and sisters, life can be cold and mean. Make sure you have a whoopee. Do you have a stain on your finer garments? We can make it like it was never even there. Come on over to Holiness Cleaners. We're located at the corner of Straight and Narrow, right across from the Johnny Mike Brown High School. With our sanctified cleaning process, though your stains be as scarlet, we'll make them white as snow. So remember, when it says dry clean only, drop it off at Holiness Cleaners and return for glorious shirts without spot or wrinkle. Amen. Hey folks, if you like what you're hearing on this podcast, check out our book, The Christian Self-Defense Manual. Now available in print and ebook formats at Barnes and Noble and Amazon.com. Welcome to the Wofoyo Podcast with C Dub and Bones. Today's topic is again in our relationship. It's part two in the series. It's ta- we're talking about growing the relationship. And one of the things we mentioned over in our previous podcast when we were, it was either the saved versus changed or it was one of them. I might have been talking about the real you. I believe that's the one it was. We talked about how to have a good relationship with Christ. There has to be transparency. And uh, if we aren't honest with ourselves and in touch with the real you, our relationship with God isn't, isn't going to be all it can be. And a lot of times we can even lie to ourselves. So we don't know we're doing it, but that's kind of where the Holy Ghost comes in. That's part of the process of the cross. That's part of the process that the Word of God takes in because the Word of God, in a lot of ways, is like a mirror and it'll show you yourself. And you're going, oh, I'm not measuring up here. And it's the Holy Ghost doing that the whole time. But you have to have that transparency. And if we keep up, keep putting up walls, and it's kind of useless that we, it's human nature to put up walls. As soon as Adam and Eve sin, here come the aprons. We got got to put a barrier between us and God. So we put up these walls, which God can already see through. And the breakthrough to intimacy won't happen until these walls are removed. Now, the Holy Spirit will work on us, and he'll try and get us to voluntary, voluntarily take them down. And every now and then, you're going to come up with situations where them walls get torn down. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes they're just blown up. <laughs> I think I've been through all three of those situations. 
Yeah, sometimes he brings the whole house down on you. Yeah, you know, and so, again, we're talking about growing that relationship. Again, the relationship for two parties that have an honest and open relationship, have a transparent relationship and a meaningful relationship, you got to have that transparency. you got to have that honesty. We even referenced this in the last one uh, as it was closing. You know, spending time brings about familiarity. Mm-hmm. And one of the things we were talking about praying, we were talking about getting quiet. That was really important. Yeah. And a lot of times what I've noticed in dealing with, with dealing with different people in the body of Christ is you have to come to the re- realization and have a little bit of humble pie because I know you and I were both in that thing. Well, you're not doing this and you're not doing that. And you have to come to the realization that not everybody's wired like you. Right. That took me a lot, um, especially when I was married, uh, my ex-wife, very big into to the praise and worship. And man, if the praise and worship wasn't there, that's how she expressed it most of the time. And that was the thing that really ministered to her. If you have a really good praise and worship team, I'm still going to get more out of it if I go out to the woods and just hang out and get quiet. Right. And that, is anyone wrong? No, it, it's not. You know, I could probably learn to do a little bit better on praise and worship. People that are wired the way she is probably learn something from going and getting out in the woods or just getting some quiet time. But a lot of times what happens is how we spend time with the Lord often determines how we're going to know him and how we're going to recognize him. One of the things that I can say that as as I've grown and I've known, uh, you know, we had what about a four or five year period. We didn't talk much. Right. It was crazy because a lot of the same ways that I had grown were the same ways that he was growing in your life. But one of the things I remember talking about was how he would present himself in different ways that way back when we wouldn't have picked up on because that wasn't, that wasn't the way that we really learned how to interact with him. And I remember talking about there were certain things, sometimes certain themes would happen. Things would happen in, you were talking about your keys in the previous podcast, how God was trying to get your attention. I remember one of the things that happened that I hadn't noticed quite quite often is if I was getting too busy and he's trying to tell me to slow down, I need to, need to holler at you. I'd see the same thing, the same phrase. The same, it was almost like a matrix thing. It was weird, but I would see a a certain symbol or a phrase in ways that were in no way connected. You couldn't have orchestrated this. Right. And even with the book, with that situation coming across, I go, I remember talking to you. He was dealing with me about some different things. I don't want to get all into it and get diverted that way. But I remember one of the things he said, he, he was talking about protecting people that are seeking seeking him, protecting people that are on the journey. And what journey? The journey you were on, the journey you still are on. But he was talking about protecting that. And I just remember it hitting and all within not even a day, there were certain things it was talking about the journey, protecting people, restoring different different parts of the original church system, the original church setup. 
and getting back to things that are more simplified. And you're not going to get more simplified than getting born again and having that relationship and growing in the Lord. But I remember the one thing that came across, and I remember texting you, I was like, holy cow. And there was a special on the Alamo. And I just had it playing in the background. And I still have that TV episode saved because it was so profound the way it hit me. I'm sitting here ironing some clothes, getting my uniforms ready for the work week. And through the house, I hear this guy's talking about the different restoration efforts and all the stuff, the preservation efforts. And he says, we have to do our best to protect the original church. And it floored me. <laughs> and I, okay, I hear you. I hear what you're trying to say. Now, you know, he didn't always talk to me like that. There, But it's it's interesting. God's talking in a lot more ways than we realize. Right. Because we just haven't gotten acquainted with him in that, those ways. Yep. And one, it's really a beautiful thing because it's just part of growth. You, you learn to recognize him in, in more of what's going on. And I'll tell you two, two ways that affected me. And you, you can elaborate on just kind of what some of your experiences were with that. But I'll tell you two things that did with me. It made me more appreciative of the love of God in certain situations and, and certain things on the flip side, I learned, like I said, I learned to have a lot of compassion that I didn't before for people, for situations, for different things that were going on because I saw God's hand moving in them and certain people I saw that, Hey, you might be flawed, but you're searching. Right. If, you're, if you're searching, you'll find them. The word says so. And you're going to find them. But the other thing it made me aware of was kind of that situational awareness that you get. I don't want to get talking too much about my job, especially it's, it's not really relevant. But in my job, you have to have situational awareness all the time. And in the military, one of the things they teach you is situational awareness. That was one of the things that it, it developed. It created more love in my heart, but at the same time, I was in go mode a whole lot more than I was before. And that sounds like a paradox. Maybe it is a paradox, but that's just the way it worked. Oh, yeah, definitely. God did the same thing with Peter. God used uh, repetition mm -hmm. to, to get Peter's attention. Uh, Peter denied yes. Jesus three times, um, and as a result, you, as you read through the Gospels and, and, and through the book of Acts and whatnot, you, uh, you can see when, when the Lord needed to get Peter's attention, he, he'd present whatever he was doing three times. Uh, mm -hmm. And that was his way of, of, uh, of, of getting Peter's attention. He, he does the same thing with us. Um, and, and it's not so much about the methodology as it is whether you're recognizing it or not. Yeah, that's the big thing. So, yeah. Didn't the uh, didn't the sheet deal happen about three times as well? Right. Or might right. have been more. No, the sheet was lowered down three times. Three times. That's uh, right. J Jesus asked him if he loved him three times. Three times. Yeah. Uh, so there was several instances where 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 three was used to, to to get his attention, and and that was that was Peter's way of recognizing that hey, you know, uh, the Lord's trying to get my attention. I need to pay attention right now. Uh, like I, said, I, I think he still does the same thing with us. We talked about 
knowing God mm-hmm. uh, and, and who he is and whatnot, you know, Jesus told, Jesus tells us that if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And one of the things that really hinders our relationship uh, w- with the Lord right now is an improper view of of the Lord. And when I yeah. say the I say the Lord, I mean God the Father, uh, you know, uh, God Almighty, um, you know, uh, capital G, capital O, capital D, uh, big God. We have this way of of somehow seeing Jesus as the Son and 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 recognizing him as as a the sacrifice and our savior but somehow when we start talking about the lord god almighty the the lord of hosts we tend to shrink back a little bit but jesus said if you've seen me you've seen him mm-hmm. and what he's saying there is um at least i believe this is i'm just the same as he is and he's the same as i am I call you by your name. He's going to call you by your name. I love you unconditionally. He loves you unconditionally. We have this concept, uh, and I know this was me for a long time, that the Lord God Almighty, God the Father, is is playing whack-a-mole with us. He's waiting for us to step out of line. I'm 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 watching out for the next sin because if 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 I sin again, uh, I gotta hurry and ask for forgiveness because he's gonna he's he's gonna smite me with it. There has never been a picture of God the Father so so far from the truth than what that is. Um, yeah. Now there's a time for judgment. Don't I don't want to downplay that. I don't want you to I think that I'm downplaying sin or anything. There's a time for judgment. But now's not the time. We're, we're not in that age or in that dispensation. We're in that age of grace, uh, and He's bestowing grace upon grace upon grace. And I think we mentioned this back in the first podcast, I believe. That's really what the Lord has been dealing with me over the past several mm-hmm. years, almost ten years now, is grace. Uh, grace and and love, and probably the biggest part of that was getting me to understand and see that when I look when I'm looking at Jesus, and then when I turn to look at the Lord God Almighty, the Lord of Hosts, the Lord of of angel armies, that's Jesus. Yes, and he he loves me just as much, loves me in just the same way, and he's not going to knock my head off. Because I make because I because the next act of sin that I commit in one of the epistles, I believe, I don't know if it's Paul or Peter right off the bat, which one wrote it. But there's a there's a phrase that says, behold, the goodness and severity of God. Mm -hmm. And we really look at that. And a lot of people. We talk about the goodness and severity and you're talking about if you've seen Jesus saying, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Jesus represent represented as well as represents goodness and severity. Mm-hmm. Jesus was not a pushover. Jesus was not a pansy. No. He wasn't some doped out hippie walking around preaching peace, love, dope. Yep. Jesus, you, you ask any you ask anybody that was there when he walked into the temple and they experienced, you talk about the money changers, they experienced the severity. (laughs) If you look, 
I'll, I'll say this. He overturns, he fashions a whip. Did that whip make contact with people? So what if it did? It really doesn't say. Mm-hmm. But it said he fashioned a whip and drove it out. And then the portrayals, you never see him actually making contact. But what if he did? Right. You know, it, it was a just cause. It was that one. It was it was time to make that stand. If you look at him interacting with the Pharisees and the Sadducees, a lot of times, and what you'll find with God the Father, too, as well as with the Holy Spirit, uh, just the way that manifests sometimes can be a little bit different. The way you, the way the people came at Jesus, their attitude was reflected right back to them. Like I said, you you can look at that. What you were talking about, you know, the the God that plays whack a mole. What was there was a movie called Bruce Almighty where he goes smite me, Almighty Smiter. There's a line in there, and we have that view which is skewed. And what we've talked about and a couple other things is that a lot of times the smiting that happened was the presence of God was so strong that it wasn't his will and intent to just go out and roast a whole bunch of people. But in the presence of Almighty God, in his glory, there's a negative, it's almost like a chemical reaction, but it's a negative reaction to sin that it turns into destruction and it will kill you. A lot of your old Testament things, when the fire went out, when they offered the, the, you know, here we are, you're consecrating the tabernacle and you'd all, you offered strange fire. And therefore, even though you're anointed as priest, the fire goes out. You talk about a Nathan and a Nathan and a Dathan and a Byram that we're having a contest. they thinking we should be in charge. Who's Moses? And where you had the whole thing, the earth swallows them up. Sometimes we can get a skewed view of grace, too, though. Our view of grace, I've noticed, especially in the American church, is in a lot of circles, the, the view of grace is skewed as much as the view of God the Father is skewed. And you look, and we have um, Ananias and Sapphira and that incident. Well, that happened under grace. When Herod is talking and they say, it's the words of a God and not a man, that happened under grace. The confrontations that happened, when you look at the different manifestations through through the Apostle Paul or whether it's Peter and pronouncing blindness, when they cast the spirit of divination out of the slave girl, when Peter confronts the false prophet, all that's under grace. Right. Grace is not consequence free. Exactly. But one of the aspects of grace that I noticed was a little bit different uh, in the New Testament and the Old Testament. A lot of times, if you read into those stories, it seems like the believers that were going out and doing that, as well as Jesus, as, as well as the Holy Spirit, is giving these people that suffer these consequences Rather than just be something instant, in a way, he's almost giving you enough rope to hang yourself. <laughs> is the way it works. Uh, there, here, here's that grace. Here's that you know. Here, here it is. Here it is. But finally, there does re- reach a point where I guess the heart is corrupted, 
and they made up their mind it's not going to change or they're not going to change and then it's dealt with yeah and you know also sin catches up to you too yeah um there's the the fact that you you can commit an act of sin and and you're under grace it's forgiven uh, yep. We don't. We don't. And I gotta. I gotta say this because we're going that way. But we don't commit the sin just because of the grace. As, as no. we know, uh, Paul was accused of preaching that message, which that's not what he preached. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, I don't, well, there's really not a whole lot of people accusing us of that anymore. So I don't, I don't think we're really hitting grace hard as we should. But even though you commit that act of sin and you and that grace is applied to you, that act of sin still comes with consequences in, in this realm, this side of heaven. Yes. Uh, and, you know, the Bible says, be sure and know your sins will find you out. So that that act of sin starts in motion something. And, and yes. it's, it's going to come about. Um, and that's what's happening to, to folks in the Bible. It's what's happening uh, to folks uh, here and now. Um, the best way to avoid it is to uh, not commit acts of sin. And, and, Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> so, but even then, it rains on the just as well as the unjust. So it does. There we go. And we even talked about that in the last episode, where a lot of times there's a situation, and then we also used last last year. You know, COVID was one of those things that that it was nationwide, it was worldwide in its implication. But it was one of those situations where the enemy, the devil is using it to try and come at you and attack you and ruin that relationship. But God's God is coming at you and presenting you an opportunity to deepen that relationship. And you have the Holy spirit and you have angels and you have your, your fellow believers are all working on that behalf to make sure that that happens. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about examples. I'll give you one good example of what we're talking about where when King David impregnates Bathsheba, has the affair, and then he sends sends out her husband to, to go ahead and uh, he sends him out in battle and he, he dies. And then he's confronted by the prophet, confronted by Nathan. He's confronted by Nathan and he tells him the parable. When, he, when David, he gives David the chance to pronounce judgment on the situation. Right. Which is a form of grace in and of itself. Mm-hmm. David pronounces the judgment and, and Nathan goes, you're the man, yeah. you know, and you know, he, Uriah was a Uriah, the Hittite. That was his wife. You took, took her, you've created this situation. You've had him killed. And David immediately repents, right? Falls on his face, goes sackcloth and ashes. So the heart is repentant. Now, did God forgive him? He absolutely did. Yeah, he did. There was also some judgment. There was also some, there were far reaching consequences to his actions. Right. Okay. And there was also some redemption that came out of that, those actions as well. But if you want to talk about some of the things that happened, uh, he pronounced, Nathan pronounced that the baby was going to die. Mm-hmm. The fruit of that was going to die. And that happened. David fasted and prayed. And then when the miscarriage happens, they were stillborn. Whichever case it was, you see that David closed and said, I've done, I've done did all the praying I can pray. Mm-hmm. And he comes up. But you look at some of the things that happened is that uh, one of the other things, 
that is pronounced that you laid with another man's wife privately, they're going to lay with yours publicly. And one of his sons, to show when he was trying to usurp the throne, took David's concubines to the roof and did it in front of everybody. Right. So there were con- there were consequences to David's actions there. But through all that, we see it uh, towards the end, though, because David's heart was right, you have a Solomon. Right. Exactly. That, that comes out of that. In some ways, you see that that David, you know, David is always used as a reference in that bloodline for Jesus, for the messianic bloodline. But in a way, before he got diverted, Solomon was also almost like a type of Jesus. In a way, a type of that kingship coming into the full effect, building the temple, that, mm-hmm. that is the type of Jesus Christ. Right. You know, before he gets diverted. But Solomon was human and he had his flaws as well. But the grace of God, I tell you, one of the things about that through that whole process, if you sin and you get it right, one of the one of the things about the grace of God is that if your heart's right and he'll give you every chance to get your heart right, you're going to come him know come out knowing him better out of that whole experience. Exactly. Exactly. And a a greater truth there is that no matter what you've done, he knew you were going to do it long before you ever did it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the uh, the the plan of salvation and redemption was laid from the foundations of the the world. So he's already large and in charge and he he already knows, you know, he already knows where he's going to meet you at. And he's already there waiting on you. That's really when I start screwing up. That's that's what always brings me uh, back in check and realize that okay, there's a part of me that's uh, that's scared to go to go to my father and ask for forgiveness, but mm-hmm. there's a part that's larger that says he loves me. That was the whole thing as a kid when you screwed up at home. We did everything we could to hide it from our parents. Yeah, uh, we we'd lie, we'd change things. Uh, uh, do whatever, whatever, whatever it is you did to screw up, you name it and claim it. Uh, you did whatever you could to, to quote unquote fix it. Uh, Mine was break out the super glue. <laughs> See if this will work. Oh no! <laughs> but there was going to be this uh, this reckoning uh, where where mom and dad was was going to figure it out, and uh, when they did. Uh, I was thankful that they didn't uh, they didn't beat me senseless. I still got a whooping, but uh, yeah. they didn't beat they didn't beat me angry. They 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 beat me because or they whipped me because I you know they had to they had to give me the rod. But that's really that's really what we're trying to do is show folks that uh, that uh, the proper picture of, of of the Father, the Lord God Almighty, is is Jesus Christ, and he he loves you. And he just wants to spend time with you, uh, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're dealing with, no matter what you're doing. Um, and I, I'm sure there's folks out there that, that might hear our podcast that have uh, yelled at their kids all day long today. Maybe we got folks out there that uh, ha- have a, a, a problem with addiction or, or some other things. I hate to say things are worse than others because they're, they're not really, uh, not in the eyes of the Lord. Uh, the Lord doesn't doesn't look at things like we do in that sense, but he still, he still wants to hear your voice and he still wants to yeah. talk to you. So, yeah, I think the things part of the reason why we judge the way we do as far as certain sins 
and certain hangups is it's just that there are some that are a lot more noticeable. Mm-hmm. Yep. And when they manifest, it's a lot more noticeable. Let's say you, let's say you take somebody that has pride issues or anger issues. And especially if they're good at hiding it to the public and now God sees it, but that's a lot harder to see than the person that's hooked on crystal meth and right. the teeth are rotting out and they got sores all over their skin and things like mm-hmm. that. You know, it's one of those reasons you, you really want to pray and get to the heart of the situation. I, I tell you, one of the things that, um, that when you were talking about that, there was a time messed up, right? And it was, it was a weird situation, but I, I can't remember. I don't know if that thing's still at home or not. Mm-hmm. Movie Bambi had come out. I was four years old. Movie Bambi had come out. And we had this little ceramic deer that my mom had painted. And she was proud of that thing. She was big into arts and crafts and 4-H and things like that when she was growing up. So there was this ceramic deer that she had painted. And she was proud of that thing. Oh, it's Bambi. Well, I was playing with it. Thinking it's Bambi and it's ceramic. It's not a toy. Now I break off one of them ears to that deer. <laughs> and I got the glue, tried to hide it. And I tried to hide it. And I glued that ear back on and it actually stayed. But then I broke out the Crayola marker that I thought was the same color brown. And there was an obvious chip there. And, it, you know, it just looked all kinds of wrong. And I'm like, uh, uh, four years old. Mm-hmm. So I remember that they had told me to be careful around that thing. So I probably got a SWAT, but you know, they actually kept that thing as a trophy because so I got corrected on it. Hey, we told you to be careful and you tried to hide it, but at the same time, you also tried to fix it <laughs> and we give you kudos for trying to fix it. That at least if you mess up and you know you mess up, you'll try to fix it. And they said they were yeah. proud of me for trying to fix what I messed up. Yeah. So, it you know, God's kind of like that, too. You know, he'll take even if, you know, even if you get in the flesh sometimes and, you, and you're trying to fix it. Yeah, that's not the best way to fix it. But sometimes he'll even honor that. And you can uh, you can be able to look back at it as a trophy. Yeah. Of, of trying to do the right thing. Thanks for listening. We sincerely hope that this broadcast helps you to grow in the Lord. For more information, check us out at www.wofoyo.org or subscribe to this podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Remember, if you're going to grow, you got to Wofoyo. Get in the Word for yourself.